Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're looking at our favorite jerks from pop culture. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereen. And I'm Clifton. All right. In the immortal words of Nick Weber from Hot Tub Time Machine, referring to his friend Lou, he's an a-hole, <laughs> but he's our a-hole. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of it today. <laughs> really no need to explain it any further. Jerks, we can't help but like. <laughs> yes. Yes. And to be succinct, not jerks that could be villains, more so jerks that are noticeably on the side of good per se, but not necessarily a villain. Right. Right. Just not, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily. No Thanos. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. Jerk doesn't do Thanos <laughs> right. justice. So no. <laughs> not at all. All right. Tommy, why don't why don't you kick us off? Okay, I, to me, I just went a deep dive with this, so I'll go with the glaring one from DC Comics, Guy Gardner. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that um, every, at, at any in, in iteration of Guy Gardner, he's always somewhat of a jerk, someone that proudly knows he's powerful and mm-hmm. puts his smug attitude as often as he can interject it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No one likes being around him. Is is another typical thing you see like mm-hmm. oh yeah yes incredibly overbearing yeah no it's one of these where he it, it, it seems to be like every time that they try to veer him off that course to being somewhat redeemable it's like oh it just doesn't work <laughs> i don't i don't want that i want i want the guy gardener that's you know that's just just you know you can't stand him but at the same time but like you like him you like him from afar i wouldn't want to be on the same team yeah. with him but he's great for being for breaking stuff up with the other you know kind of pomposity of other superheroes and stuff. Yeah, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. He's who, who I think if someone got powers, they would act. Sure. Well, lots mm-hmm. of people would. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. He was not on my list, but that's a really good one. And it, and and almost um almost unanimous. Like <laughs> nobody hates him. Yeah, no. no. Like in the comics, everybody hates him. But as yeah. far as like fandom goes, I mean, like who doesn't love Guy Gardner? Right. right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know. I mean, we we still cheered when Batman punched him out. But... Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He a, yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. 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 He had it coming for sure. But it's also one of those yeah. things of just, you know, I I first ran into him when he was in not even Green Lantern any of the Green Lantern stuff. I ran into him in Legends. That's the first place I saw him. Mm-hmm. And is that you know I don't if is everyone read Legends. No, you haven't. Can't remember. I may have. No, I I know the general idea. Well, there's one. I mean, granted, it's behind the scenes. I found out later. It's just two comic creators bickering over, you know, being crappy to one another. But there's a scene where he fights a character that's that's called, I believe, Sunspot is 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 a character, and guy just basically, you know, handles it in a way that in the guy Gardner sort of way, um, where the guy's being threatening and he just seals his hand up. He's got like an exploding hand or something like that. <laughs> anyway, guy just seals his hand off with a green energy bubble and he blows his own hand off. And I know that's kind of awful, right. but it, it, it encapsulates him, you know, encapsulates the character pretty well. It's like, you know, no sympathy <laughs> right. on the superhero, especially in the 80s. It was like 80s, talking like 88, 89. Right. You know, very much a, a Reagan era superhero. You know, just <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kick ass and not and mm. take names and you know, not worry about your feelings, you know, not that it hasn't come back around again in another way, but you know, it was very big <laughs> at the time. So, you know, and that's where I first, that's where I first, I mean, then right after that is when he's in Giffen and Diamantis's uh, justice league. And he's awesome in that. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Guy Gardner's a yeah. good choice. It is. Let's unpack it a little bit, just because I'm trying to figure out now why. I'm like, why is he so likable? <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. confident. He exudes confidence. Yeah, well, that, there's that for sure. Mm-hmm. Even when he shouldn't. That's that's also the other thing. Like, like it's it's an inflated self of, like, sense of self, right? Like, it's well, it's... You well, know. And, but but the thing about it is like when you dig more into his origins, like after you know, I read more about him after the fact, and after the fact, it was, you know, by by the fact that he was, got, it's basically the Guardians could have, you know, Abinster could have chosen him, but by virtue of the fact that Hal Jordan was closer, <laughs> is the mm-hmm. reason why is the reason why Hal Jordan got to be, you know, the Earth, you know, twenty two eight one four's Green Lantern and not him. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing that kind of, you know, eventually it, it, it definitely plays into his his overcompensating for the fact like, well, this should have been me. I should have been the guy. <laughs> right, no, right. no pun intended. I should have been the yeah. Green Lantern. So, you know, it informs the character for a long for a long, long time. That's a wonderful addition, too, because it's like it's it's so identify it's so um you can identify with it so easily because everybody's mm-hmm. been passed up for something. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing about it is just that that bit and then just the idea that for a long time he feels like he's in, you know, Hal Jordan's shadow. And then, you know, he's he's also it's also the, the idea that he's a, he was at one point was a gym teacher. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you know, you could see him with the whistle and the and the and the sweats right. and just being, you know, that guy that's 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 basically, you know, laughing at you or yelling at you while you're trying to run laps because right. you're not going fast enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> with the weird bowl haircut. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Or the guy that sees you getting snapped with, the, you know, everybody snapping you with a towel in the, yeah. in the in the locker room, and then it'd be like, "You big baby, what's the problem?" You know, that's oh, the kind of thing, man. <laughs> right? Man, Mario Lopez, Mario Lopez would be such a great voice for Guy Garner, right? So, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I think I think Tommy's right. I think I, th- you know, the confidence and the idea that you know, in some cases, it's just brav- is naked bravado, and sometimes it's just no. I, you know, I, I he always is the direct approach. There is no other approach. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it, in some in some cases that's really appealing because you know he's 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 like <laughs> he's like Kirk without any any thought behind it <laughs> like and I, I'm talking about right. James Tiberius Kirk with right. no thought behind it right <laughs> you know where it's like no no I can I can handle this no matter what as opposed to well I have a plan and I have bravado on top of it it's all, instead he's just all right. bravado right <laughs> I think also like I'm gonna I'm gonna use real life person to kind of explain my my thoughts on this. Mm. He's he's kind of like the rock in this way, right? We're like, you know, the rock can kind of talk smack about people and be incredibly rude and crass. And yet Mm -hmm. for some and somehow. It's always entertaining and funny, like it's always like kind of like in a weird way, it's always kind of like uh, not good natured, but like it always comes off as as more funny than mean. Right. That's like the example for guy in the writing. We're like, it's always, it's always written in a way where he's talking smack, but it's more entertaining and funny than it is like, man, like, I hate yeah. this guy. Sure. <laughs> right. You know? well, to me, it, it's with you bring him up because I would lean more towards um, Stone Cold Steve Austin mm. because mm. I, <laughs> I, I was certain he's a villain, but he's that way to everybody, but he's not really villainous because in some accent, in some weird way, he's virtuous, but he's just about self. I know, you know, it, right. it feels like a villain, but uh, yeah, Rock just makes it funny. I mean, <laughs> mm. I mean, geez, but Stone Cold, anyone can get it. 
That's I don't know. <laughs> and that's what, that was entertaining to me. Yep. No matter who they are, you know. But no, I'm glad you said The Rock. The Rock, no, I, I didn't he, think about it. Rock should have been on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Two examples of guys that were straight heels right. that were baby faces. Yeah. And mm-hmm. changed their personality not at all. They were heels the whole time. Yeah. But people just cheered for it <laughs> after a certain yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of it with Guy Gardner, like perfectly yeah. so i didn't realize there was i didn't realize how late guy gardner was in or how early sorry i didn't realize how early guy gardner was mm-hmm. was introduced which is 68 mm-hmm. yep but then the guy gardner that we're talking about the guy gardner everybody knows that personification that that character type i think it was the 80s steve inglehart and joe stanton or who mm-hmm. or who get the credit for uh bringing about that character change in them Okay. Yeah, there's one point where Hal's like, mm-hmm. I quit for the umpteenth time in the in the garden. <laughs> the dudes are like, That's cool. We have someone to place you. And that's that's you know okay. and then it's sort of a it's sort of a struggle between him and John Stewart, because then there's you know, there's the other moment, not, not that John Stewart's a jerk, but there's a moment where John's where Hal Jordan slips in the shower, bangs his head, and they, they the Guardians need a replacement mm-hmm. and they get John Stewart. That's how you get John Stewart. Oh, right, so, right. Yeah. So so Hal doesn't sh- doesn't shower with the Green Lantern ring is what is what we gleam <laughs> from no, that. No, because if he did, it would be a protective bubble, uh, like just uh, would just appear. Sure, it'd be bubble wrap. <laughs> right. so it would, you know, he'd be fine. Yeah. But no, that didn't yeah. work out. So, <laughs> all right. So Frank, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with one that that you know some people might argue we've since we've learned more about the character, we've seen sort of things from his side. That maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't quantify him as you know maybe actually it would soften him from being villainous as what we knew him to being somewhat more. Mm-hmm. But I would argue he's probably always been this way. We just never got to see it. And I'm going to go with Johnny Lawrence from from Cobra Kai <laughs> okay. and from the Karate Kid movies. I knew you were going to say that. I yeah. knew you were going to say yeah. that. Oh, okay. Because Johnny. I, I get oh. yeah. Because Johnny is is you know when you see <laughs> when you get to see things in Cobra Kai, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it because I highly recommend Cobra Kai. Um, especially if you've seen those early credit kid movies, um, early on, you do have that stuff where, you know, that where he tries to stop, uh, his sensei from, from fighting Mr. Miyagi in the parking lot and Mr. Miyagi just humiliates that guy anyway. But, um, you know, and we sort of see things from the other side in Cobra Kai that Johnny is not, you know, not all the villain that he's cracked up to be. And that's one of the things I love about that show in general. and, And the fact that we do get to see, you know, the sliding scale of hero versus villain, so to speak. Okay, yeah. and it's one of the things where even even if if you want to go even further, just say the actor like William Zaka plays you know a ton of those type characters <laughs> in eighties movies anyway, right. you know as well as like I've talked about a little bit just that that when um if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, which Tommy swears up and down is the only reason we got Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. it's true. Was, I co-sign on that, Tommy. I'm with you. I'm with you a million percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of the episode where um. Where a Barney played by um, Neil Patrick Harris. Thank you. Neil Patrick Harris um, talks about the fact that, no, he always rooted for the karate kid who was Johnny Lawrence, not this upstart Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> right. You know, it made no <laughs> sense that he was somehow the karate kid because, you know, he happened to learn karate, you know, or Mr. Miyagi, not even in a dojo properly, you know, <laughs> but I, th- that led to the resurgence of, you know, the being, you know, a, a chance to look at Johnny Lawrence as a totally different character and that there might be something a little more layered than just your typical villain and or 80s villain. Right. Mm. 
So I would say, I would say, you know, I think he does that. He's really good as, you know, and the other thing is, it's one of those things where he has a little bit of that Guy Gardner stuff in him as well. Not that I think Guy Gardner is going to be the barometer for everything <laughs> for this episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he's, he's a good starting point. He's a good jumping off point. And I think that when you watch Cobra Kai, you see that Johnny Lawrence has a lot of those, those same kind of, you know, well, I'll figure it out or I'll tough it out or I'll, you know, I'll bravado it out type right. qualities as opposed mm-hmm. to thinking it out or feeling it out. He just does what he thinks he should do in order to do it. And that doesn't always work. Yeah. So I had forgotten that they, that they did start sympathizing Johnny by, I mean, for sure the start of the second movie, the second karate kid. Mm-hmm. Cause that is where the scene you're talking about in the parking lot after the all Valley under 18 karate championship. Right. When he comes out with his second place trophy and like, he's fine with right. that. Like he's, he's, he's accepted it. Like he's at yeah. peace. And then it's his sensei mm-hmm. that's like, what's well, this garbage? And, and doesn't mm-hmm. let him, <laughs> doesn't let him take right. uh, pride in his achievement of second place. No, I think there's even, if I remember correctly, if you go back and look at like the, the final scene of, of, well, even, even the, like the, the end of scenes of, you know, spoilers for Karate Kid, the original <laughs> right. one. But there's even you know, Johnny's reluctant to sweep the leg. He doesn't want to do any of that stuff. Like yeah. he, you know, he, he's yeah. he's not. Yeah. You know, he's he's not. He doesn't want to do it. And there's even like I think there's even something like there's a shot at the like a, I don't think I'm I may be just remembering this. I haven't seen the end of it in a while, and they don't really show it in the in the um in the uh, the the Cobra Kai. They've shown it like when he gets kicked in the face and everything, but the crane technique. Mm-hmm. But but I'm pretty sure there's a bit where it's kind of like Johnny's even in that moment. Johnny's kind of like, well, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> If I, I mean, if I'm wrong, if I remember this wrong, by I mean, someone tell me, right. but it seems like I remember a bit of like, no, it's, you know, like you said, he's accepting of the fact that he got beat. Yeah. And the, also the fact that, like mm. I said, in the part, in the parking lot scene, he definitely is like, I don't, there's no need to do this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, we lost, you know? Right. So. Well, he, he hands Daniel the trophy at the end of the first movie. That's it. That's what I'm thinking. Is what of. I okay. remember too. Like that's, that's the moment where, where, you know, you beat me and okay, you got my respect now. Okay, right you know right so yeah so i agree with you i mean you're you, you get glimpses of it right in the first one and then yeah and then cemented in, in the second one and and right. that's where my knowledge ends because i haven't watched cobra kai <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> well then again i won't spoil it for you it's it's well if mm-hmm. you enjoy any of those those karate kid movies it's well worth watching <laughs> but yeah but as but again as being sort of a you know he's our a-hole type thing he's a great he's our a-hole yeah. guy i think you know, right. I think he fits that category perfectly. Mm-hmm. So that's my first choice. Okay. Interesting first choice. Good one, nice. too. Wasn't counting on, di- didn't count on, on Johnny. Right. Uh, you, you could you could make an argument a little bit because, like, look, I, I love Daniel LaRusso, but, like, you know, there's an obnoxiousness to him, too. <laughs> that's, Watch. That is, <laughs> that's completely intentional because... Right. I have a screenwriting book from the guy who wrote Karate Kid. Right. And he's like, yeah, we wanted to make him a little, a, a little, you know, kind of bratty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All I can say is watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, All right. That, yeah. yeah. That's talked about. That's played up. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who am I going to go with? I'm going to go with Baltar. From Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great choice. Such a good choice. He is, I mean, almost a villain is at times. But I I kind of, um, even though I'm not this person at all, there's something identify, there's something I can identify about. 
his situation with this sort of like new reality with a sort of like new normal that that is that world right where suddenly whatever the human population has dwindled down to by by you know the events of of the pilot right mm-hmm. you're now in in essentially a military society mm-hmm. where um you know he he is somebody that has made his entire fortune, his entire right, his entire legacy is built on on merit he's gotten there, but he's also gotten credit for things, right? It's been everything about about his life has been transactional, right? Mm-hmm. I do this for you and I get this in return, right? right? And now suddenly he's thrust in a situation where nobody cares about that. And right. you do what you and you do what you're supposed to do because that's your duty and that's the order and you're not going to get credit always and you're not going to get a pat on the back for it. And I think he more than anybody in that show has a hard time dealing with that. Right. Where he's like, I'm the genius in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, give me credit. And it's like, you know, and then you know, you're basically on a ship full of Marines and they're like, well, like nobody here does that. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know, that's not how right. we're wired. Like, <laughs> you know, no, it's a good choice. I like that one. Thank you. Because I think it's one of those things of he doesn't he's not he's definitely not a, a, a an intentional villain, mm-hmm. nor is he ever like a mustache twirling villain. Like he's never. And a lot of stuff he does, right. you know, in a show that's all about survival, that guy survives like nobody's <laughs> business. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that guy is like, you know, there's so many moments you think, oh, this is probably it for poor old. Oh, no, he's out of this one. <laughs> right. Okay. He's all right. He's good. Mm-hmm. No one's going to worry about poor. You know, no, that's the thing is he, he's, he's yeah. constantly scuttling. I'm going to miss him. Right. And no, you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to no, miss it. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Unscathed. <laughs> unscathed. He pinned it on somebody yeah. else. He made it look like somebody else did it. Or, yeah. you know, he figured a way out of it. Or, you know, or he's saved by his, his hot, maybe real or not real Cylon girlfriend, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it may or may not exist. So. And, you know, I mean, and the show comes up from time to time in some of our past episodes. And I think like, I mean, really what this show, I think, did so well is there's so many instances and he's a perfect example of this of of of, you know, they're teetering onto like like turning that page. Right. Mm-hmm. Becoming become like like realizing the potential that you as the viewer are hoping that they will realize that they will make themselves to and that you can see glimpses of along the way. And the show is so good at like like, OK, we're going that way. Somebody's going to make a face turn. Somebody's going to going to, you know, be all that they can be. And then, mm-hmm. uh, no, maybe not. <laughs> right. Well, especially especially in a show that did let stuff <laughs> linger too long. that got to stuff. That's one thing I love about mm-hmm. that show so much is the fact that. They just don't waste a lot of time. Like they, there are a couple filler episodes, but there's still great episodes that move the story along. But generally, that show is like, here's something that you as a viewer would want them to see do, and oh wow, they're doing the next episode. Right. That happens so often yeah. in watching that. So it's it's mm-hmm. one of those. But yeah, I I think that's a great choice. I think he's he's a really good, you know, not definitely not a guy that bravadoed it out. Definitely thought his way out of a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Got really creative in yeah. the, way, <laughs> the way that he did it. You know. And you definitely rooted for him in his weaselness and his his survival skill. Yeah, yeah, definitely at times. Yeah. And, oh man, you definitely like you definitely shouted at the screen because of him too. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, for sure. You know, that's what makes that show so wonderful. So, all right. So who else do we have? So what have we got? We've gotten uh, comics and two TVs. Do we have any movie? anybody anybody have anything from a movie? I do, but it's a deep dive. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. What is it going to be? <laughs> okay, all right. 
I used to love this movie when I was younger, but, but after a while, it ages not as well, but it's still entertaining for what I watched. The name of the character, I don't know if you can, if you remember, is Billy Fish. Mm. Billy Fish mm-hmm. from Streets of Fire. Has anyone okay. seen this movie that is before? a deep dive. I've not seen it. Yeah. It is a deep yeah, dive. Yeah, that's a deep dive. I have not. Now, Mm-mm. if you haven't seen this movie, this movie is 1984. Okay. In which it calls itself a rock and roll fable, in which it starts off with this girl named Ellen giving a concert. And in the middle of the concert, she gets kidnapped. Okay. Um, Billy Fish is played by Rick Moranis. Oh, wow. And, yeah, <laughs> early in his career. I'm looking at the cast list on this. It's insane. I just looked it up after you said it. Yeah, this it is, is an insane it? cast list. <laughs> it is. Now, before he gets into the cast list, Billy Fish is the manager slash boyfriend of this uh, pop star in a bad neighborhood gets kidnapped. Now, he's a jerk the whole entire time, but not the villain, <laughs> just the jerk. And he's okay. as much of a jerk as you can imagine and you always question why is she with him but at the okay. end of the movie he's willing to step aside to give his girlfriend the love of her life who is a jerk too but not as much a jerk <laughs> as him because billy fish is just him without the bravado and the uh ability to get things done physically as opposed to him being a manager if you ever see this movie streets of fire <laughs> and then Clifton, who'd you say? Who are you going to say? Tell everybody who's in the movie. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. As yes. Billy Fish. Um, the mm-hmm. musician you said, Ellen Aim is her name, is played by Diane Lane. Yes, Ellen Aim. So Diane Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willem Dafoe as Raven. Yeah, he's the, he's the villain of the movie. <laughs> Bill Paxton yeah. as Clyde. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Michael T. Williamson does the Sorrells BJ. I'm not sure that is Elizabeth Daly's in it. Robert Townsend, Ed Begley Jr. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people in this. Yes. Yes. Elizabeth yes. Daly is, do you does anyone know who Elizabeth Daly is? She's better known as E.G. Daly. She's a big voice actress. Right. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. She's in this one too. of the original Powerpuff girls. Right. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Buttercup. I looked at yeah. Buttercup, the original Buttercup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, the guy who directed was Walter Hill. He directed The Warriors in 48 Hours. Mm-hmm. So it has that grindy, okay. grimy type of yeah. atmosphere, too. It's a great movie. It's old. It's dated. But I love it. <laughs> okay. Great music, too. I'll check it out. It looks right up my alley of interest. No, one's just seen, no one has seen that movie? No. Mm-hmm. I love The Warriors. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Warriors is great. <laughs> no, nah, I love this movie. He also did Brewster's Millions. Ah, it's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked that no one's seen this movie. I love this movie. The Richard Pryor, Brewster's yes. Millions? Uh, that's, not, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, nothing, yeah. Not, nothing like the, what, 1940s <laughs> the one? 1985 yeah. one. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, but so, so Tommy, what's his deal, though? Oh, no, no, he's just a jerk. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's very okay. insecure about who he is compared to his current girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. He's macho, he's cool. Uh, I think the guy, Michael Pierre, at the time, he was a big underground movie star. Like, he's been in stuff. But, like you know, any of the, the cruisers? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, But yeah, okay. it's, sort of, it's sort of like that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a drifter 
who uh never uh, uh uh settles down for anyone you know that type of deal mm-hmm. he knows how to uh 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 uh, handle a gun and a knife, you know, very imposing, physically empowering. Oh my gosh, watch that movie. That's the, oh, I love this movie. No one here has seen that movie. Nope, no, I missed it. No. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. If I had a movie theater, I'd screen it just so you can watch it. Because <laughs> it's absurd. It's abs- but you're not supposed to take it seriously. It's just absurd. But it's fun because you have a lot of actors who become legends or legendary that right. get their early beginning in this movie. Like, this is before even uh, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Rick Moranis, or yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Streets hmm. of Fire. <laughs> or the Feel Ryan, the or the Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, phone, phone commercial. Commercial, <laughs> commercial yeah. yeah. The Mint Mobile commercials, yeah. yeah. Mint Mobile, I gotta yeah. Look, I gotta look to see what's streaming. I'm sure it'll probably be on YouTube for free. You know, ain't nobody's <laughs> <laughs> fighting over the rights to show showcase this movie yes yeah billy fish rick moranis <laughs> it appears that this one is streaming on netflix so we can Ooh. all go watch it tonight oh. bye guys i'll see you guys later <laughs> you should go right see now. it tonight you should <laughs> watch party after show yes. watch party you'll yep. be mad yeah. that i just told you about it we'll do a spotlight yeah. on this one tonight <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that'll be great yeah I just I can't get over uh, Rick Moranis uh, playing an a hole. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, you get over it real quick. It seems impossible to me. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> That's how it's introduced to him. When you see, like, wow, right. he plays it beautifully. <clears throat> okay, like he's condescending to everyone, constantly insulting them, and he's not a coward. That's the best a hole out there. Mm-hmm. A guy that talks mm-hmm. mess, and even though he can't back it up. He'll still swing the first punch. Mm, right. And dare you to say, and, and, and on top of that, he has money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Billy Fish, baby. Okay. <laughs> it's a good name. I'll just blown by the fact you guys have never seen um, Streets of Fire. <laughs> you, know, just, just, you, you dug just, deep on this one. You dug yes. deep. But I, I want to talk, but I don't want to talk that much. Just only because okay. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I, but but Frank, you're dead right. Eddie and the Cruisers is damn near close to that mm-hmm. type of feel, but it's not that. I feel like they tried to um, capitalize on that. Yeah, that type of motorcycle action. It's what they, what they call it, a forgotten proto cyberpunk classic. Oh wow! Okay, neo noir rock musical. Oh, <laughs> really? That sounds great to me. It does. That sounds oh, no, awesome. Uh, and then the cruisers was a pretty big deal at the time. I mean, you know, that guy Michael Perey or Perry was pretty big at the time for that movie, and there was like that one song they had. But you know, other than that, you know, maybe they're just trying to capitalize on the fact that he was kind of a property at that point. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, it. it I mean, you can see bits of Rumblefish in it too. That type of stuff. You know. Mm. You can tell it's okay. definitely a, a film of the ages. <laughs> to say okay. the, but I love the soundtrack okay. too. When you see the soundtrack, you'd be like, huh. Huh. In fact, I, I'm, I'm going to watch it after, after we're done. All right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to check it out. All right. I'm going to go with maybe a controversial one. Okay. I know people love this show. Um, I'm going to say Jim Halpert from The Office. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Who co sign on this with me? <laughs> I haven't seen enough of it, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Okay. 
Clifton, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I will. I watched, I watched not the whole run of U.S. Office, but I, right. probably half of it I'd seen. And I, I, there's a point I'll bring up if you're not going to bring it up, so I won't do it quite yet. But okay, where that does, like that feeling, does kind of get conveyed to the audience. <laughs> like okay. they, they do kind of lean into that. Right, uh, what right. you're saying. I do remember a moment of that in my watching. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I think that uh, he he's he's a lovable character. He's you know, um, some would argue he's kind of the hero of the show. Maybe others wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and there is uh, something not aspirational about him, but there's something. There's just there's something about the fact that he's kind of like like he appears to be the one normal person in that office. Mm-hmm, right. right. And so and just kind of acts as 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 everybody's focal character for that. Just mm. just in that just just for that. But I mean, but there's you know, undoubtedly if you really want to like look into it, like there is some unprofessionalism to to what he's doing to Dwight <laughs> right. and stuff like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's certainly the the entry point every man for the show. Yeah. And then I mean, he's the one that that does the faces at the camera the most Mm -hmm. and then like when other characters do it like that's when you're that's when you're supposed to relate to those characters like pam and and Mm -hmm. and some others she not many of them do that not many of them react to the situation they're in right Uh, so you are definitely supposed to connect to them that but yeah like the unprofessionalism i remember the scene that i'm thinking about is about probably about halfway through and i think it's idris elba is the idris elba Yep. Yeah, it's it's it when Idris Elba is the like substitute boss when when uh, Michael Scott is gone, mm. and they have Idris Elba in there as the you know department manager, and That's and you true. just see a completely different dynamic of like just with with Steve Carell's character not being there and like like mm-hmm. Jim is the you know the lovable every guy who's just goofing off when when Michael Scott's there and. But when Idris Elba calls him out on what he's doing, you're like, oh, yeah, like this, this guy's a villain. Like, he's really right. just making fun of Dwight. And, yeah. Idris, and then Idris Elba's like uh, supervisor character doesn't put up with any of it. And just right. him not putting up with it does make the audience like question everything Jim's doing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, man, 100%. like he has been going too far this whole time. I, I love I I love that scene for what it does, right? Because like nothing's changed in the office other than right. other than other than this one person in charge. Yeah. Everybody's acting exactly the same, but now it's that situation where like he's now catching all the pranks and stuff that Jim was doing to Dwight, which right. we've all been on Jim's side for that because like <laughs> Dwight's insane. But Dwight right. is is a good employee like he does he does his work he's you know he's he's in some cases like everything an employer would ask for right because he is a a, like you know i'm just gonna do what's asked of me and he's a jump how high kind of person and when you look at company man yeah when you look at it from that perspective where it's like he just all the times he comes in and he just just catches jim like what are you doing and it just looks like jim is goofing off the entire time and i love that bit (laughs) Like like Jim's gag that time has to do with wearing a tuxedo and I can't remember why, but like, so he comes into work in a tuxedo just to make a joke to on Droid's expense. And they're like, why are you wearing a tuxedo? Like, that's ridiculous. Hmm. Well, I mean, I can't, I, again, I haven't watched much of the show, but like if Stringer Bell showed up, Stringer Bell showed up to my job, 
I would probably <laughs> straighten up and not goof off as much as right. I do as well. So <laughs> yeah. just compared to Corel. Well, there's a great bit. I th- I think it's that same episode where it's like, you know, they do the cutaway bit where like he's doing the, the, the confessional moment and he's explaining like this other prank that he did. And he's, he's like, he's like, yeah, I made Dwight hit himself in the face with his own phone. And he was like, that one took some time. And he's like, so what I had to do was I was coming in early every morning and I was undoing the receiver of his phone and putting a nickel in there. So slowly I was getting him used to the weight of the phone with a nickel. And then when he got used to it, I would add another nickel and another nickel and another nickel. And then I would come in early one day and then I just took them all out. So then when I called the phone, when I called his his phone, he hit himself in the face. And then like, that's the moment when you're like, my God, like the work that you put into this, right. <laughs> like it's awful. Like mm-hmm. you're a jerk, Jim. <laughs> right. Hilarious, but it's a, but it's a mm-hmm. jerk thing to do. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So moving on. Yes. Frank. I'll go. Sure. Uh, this one I thought about, I thought about for a while. Um, while I really love this character, he is also um, oftentimes terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And this one's from comic books. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with John Constantine. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think John Constantine's one of those characters. Like, if you're not in the situation with him, it's great to see what he does to other people. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you're, you know, again, I wouldn't want to be, you know, his friend because oftentimes his friends are the are the fallout from the stuff that he does. Anyone that's close to him generally ends up, you know, in a in a worse situation for knowing him or being involved with him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but it's yep. but it's also one of those things where you know when when you get to see him you know give some give a character or, or the quote unquote bad guy their comeuppance it's it's always you know it's entertaining and he does it in a cool a cool way so I you know I, yeah. I like the, I like the character very much but at the same time I, you know he's you know as he says yeah. from his very from the very beginning he's a nasty piece of work ask anybody you know that's mm-hmm. his whole thing so I'm with it does awesome stuff. You know, look is, is cool because like that's the side that's the POV that we're behind. But right, yeah. If John Constantine shows up to your house, things yeah. are not working out. No, like, not, for, <laughs> not for you. Well, that's like no, that's no, like, not at all. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's introduced in, in the early '80s. I think it's like '82 is when he shows up. You know, mm-hmm. because you know he shows up in um, in Saga of the Swamp Thing. Alan Moore creates him. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the, the story behind that is they want, you know, they wanted to just get Sting into comic books somehow or a character based on <laughs> a character who was based on Sting. And they basically put him in the background mm-hmm. for a while. And then they got kind of cold feet about, was that Sting? Is it not Sting? And they came up with, <laughs> and then they came up with John Constantine and, you know, right. more just wanted to have a guy, a guy that like knew everybody that was connected to everybody, whether they were in the, uh, you know, in the upper echelons of high society to like, you know, to the lower you know, dregs of, human- of, of humanity. He knew everybody and knew pretty much everything that was going on. So that's what they came up with. And it's, it's one of my favorite bits with him is they, it, you know, Moore was very much into Christ on infinite earth. He was very excited about it. And there's a couple of great issues that, cr- that cross over into Swamp Thing. But one of my favorite Constantine bits is when it's, it's Swamp Thing and Constantine on the monitors um, satellite with all these other characters from throughout the DC universe. You know, these there, you know, there's sort of a panic of like when the whole the whole process of what's going on is explained. You know, the, the multiverse is being wiped out by this wall of anti matter from the you know the anti monitor. But Constantine's mm-hmm. response is like, "Hey, you know, he's like, don't get don't get don't get upset. It's not our Earth that's going to be lost in all this." <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, if you read you read <laughs> right, right, you read right. you would read we'll be Christ, okay. 
Yeah. If you read, well, I mean, that's the thing. He's like, if you had read Crisis up to that point, you know, world after, you know, universe after universe was, or multiverse, you know, was wiped out by this wall of antimatter. And you saw characters, you know, just die from it. And Constantine's whole like, eh, well, you know, it's their worlds. It's their universe. It's not yeah. ours. We'll be perfectly okay. And that yeah. moment, you know, that resonates throughout his entire being for the, like any time you've ever read him. You know, I mean, he, you have moments where obviously he feels bad and he feels lost about, you know, people that he's, he's, you know, either mismanaged or lost along the way. You see that. But generally, it's kind of like, you know, he goes through people like cigarettes. It's kind of like, you know, not mm-hmm. much thought, <laughs> you know, right. not much thought is given. And then he's on to the next thing. So, right. You know, well put. Thank you. Goes through people like cigarettes. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> Thanks, I like man. that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's he's 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 one of my favorite jerks. Like I I I'm always I'm always I was you know I've enjoyed so many stories with him. But at the same time, I'm like God, he's a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. People so. love him though. I mean, he's oh, yeah. Yeah, like once he got into pop culture, really. I mean, we had the the Keanu Reeves take first. Mm-hmm. Which I think plays down a little bit of his abrasiveness, his yeah. abrasiveness mm-hmm. that we usually get. But I did like the Constantine film mm-hmm. uh, on its on its own merits. I'm not sure it's a great Hellblazer adaptation, but it was an enjoyable movie, so right. I did enjoy it on that. Right. Uh, but yeah, once we got like the the John Constantine one, like in the the show, and then the same actor Matt Ryan, and he was good. You make appearances in in like Arrow and Legends. Like he's he's sticking around, yeah. and people love like love that character. He's popped up in the animated stuff they've done mm-hmm. multiple animated mm-hmm. things with him now yeah yeah I mean, he's one a more great coming. character for that yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah one more coming too yeah he's gonna be the big deluxe showcase that's coming out uh 2022 i believe yeah mm. he was good yeah. at, you know they did a couple uh, the series was not bad there was you know there was kind of a you know it was a little bit of a of a you know of a monster of the week for a little bit and right. then they were you know trying mm-hmm. to do some other characters dc in it and um there's a nice adaptation of an issue early on in, in the Jamie Delano stuff that they did that was pretty good. But all in all, Matt Ryan, I thought was great as Constantine. I, you know, I was happy to see him go on into Legends and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, like I said, I, I, the character himself is just, he's, you know, he's such a, you know, he's such a great jerk. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's my choice for my, this one. That's who I'd go with. Yeah. Matt Ryan's uh, uh, love that he gets for playing the character is, is well-deserved. But yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw out uh, because because if I didn't get a chance to to get this out, uh, my head was going to explode. We're all saying his name wrong. Oh, yeah, (laughs) right. right. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, we are saying it the way most Americans say. Yes. So So, right. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But the correct way is that John Constantine rhymes with wine, Mm -hmm. which is a line (laughs) from a Swamp Thing issue, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's an that that was written by Moore, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, so so there know. it is. Li, li, line of di, line of dialogue from the creator. Right. Um mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. I'm just saying yes. that. Right. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. So it's all right. All right. So we got a, a little bit of time for a few more before we wrap up with like our, our absolute favorite jerk that we'll close out for. So we we got a little bit of time for a few more. I'll throw this out there really quick. I don't have one. I have is, is a question. Um, I'm just realizing there is no female on my care on my list. Mm, not yeah. one. Oh, not who one. I was going to th- who I was going to say was female, but it's controversial. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, please. Lois Lane. Really? Lois Lane. Okay. Think about it. The the mm-hmm. mess she gives Clark. <laughs> 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 she oh, loves okay. Superman undeniably. Mm-hmm. 
But right. the way she she makes fun of Clark constantly and shows how much better of a reporter she is over him mm-hmm. is <laughs> unrelenting. She didn't even say his name. That's how much of yeah. a jerk she is. Yeah. She calls him Smallville to That's emphasize. What I, yeah, when you said it, I was like, yeah, yeah Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a rub. It's, mm. <laughs> Although she's not as bad as Lucy Lane. We can all no, agree on that. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. No, not. you're right. We're just, talking, yeah. we're just talking Lucy Lane because there was news just over the weekend that they're bringing Jenna Dewan onto the Superman and Lois CW show. Mm-hmm. And okay. and she played Lucy Lane in uh, several episodes of of Supergirl season one, so I guess okay. she will be reprising yeah. uh, that role, which will be interesting to see. But like from the comics, Lucy Lane from the comics is a nightmare. She is <laughs> she's like one of the greatest comic book villains. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. if you go back to like her old Silver Age stuff when she would just terrorize <laughs> Jimmy Olsen, uh, <laughs> she would put him through everything. Yeah. I remember Clifton, you and I were texting back and forth about it. We're like, Lucy Lane's coming. We're like, everybody better run. <laughs> <laughs> no one's safe. <laughs> she's, she's never good news. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, part of it, like, it is interesting you point out, like, the lack of women. Because, like, I mean, there is, like, the, the trope of, of likable jerk usually doesn't apply to women. Like, women have to be likable, likable. Mm-hmm. Like, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just how mm-hmm. film dictates what women roles can be or what, what producers want to see or whatever just doesn't let them be that role often because they'd be deemed too unlikable, which yeah. is which is horrible and and changing as we get more, you know, better creators and and more women creators, I say, who who aren't afraid to, you know, stand up and, and write what they want to write. Uh yeah. we are getting like those those flawed jerkish female characters but yeah for a long time it was just mm. women had to be likable likable they couldn't be the likable jerks mm-hmm. yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. The, the closest i come is movie thinking about it is ripley from aliens mm-hmm. in which she's constantly the bee like she's always against <laughs> what they should do she right. always yells oh. at the person in charge why are you doing i mean she's not likable at all like at least her other right. uh uh she's not wrong but you know, she's right. not, there's nothing sweet mm. about what she says, does, or tells anybody that she's up against, even in a prison, you know. Mm. But yeah, mm. but yeah, I, I agree with Clifton as far as trying to identify how many women get to fill this role adequately, and you're fine with mm-hmm. them being seen such an disparaging yeah. light, you know. No, and I mean, and look, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's something out there, mm-hmm. right. I'm sure it's not zero, but whatever it is, like, I mean, however many there are, there does not seem to be enough that have, that have, you know, sort of like made their way in pop culture enough for the four of us to think (laughs) of it. Right. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and and I think that's saying something, right. Absolutely. Just to completely echo what you're saying, Clifton It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, typically that's not how they're written Mm -hmm. and that's changing. Good. I think there's more modern. I think there are more (laughs) modern examples of it. Right. More than ever before. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you. That's one of those things Mm -hmm. where it's not like, you know, when I was going through my list, I'm like, there's an awful lot of dudes on this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hang on. I'll throw. No, I'll I'll throw one out. I'll, I'll see what you guys think. Cordelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fits. In. Thoughts, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a definitely a, a the jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she turns babyface, right? Though, right? Yeah. I mean, 
She still she, <laughs> she can right. she can still spar with the best. So I mean, okay. I mean, she's more right. of a um more of a um princess role, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I, like all the time she's there though, like you are like you do like seeing her there, even though she's being horrible to people. Yes. You're like, oh, like this is enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch her like sass people and stuff, which is is what we're going for. Like that is what we're talking about with yes, with sass, the male character. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Like Okay. She's always an interesting presence to watch, being terrible to everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> that are ostensibly her best friends here. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can see that. Nah, good, good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So who else? We got, we got just a little bit more time. Okay. You guys ever watch Pokemon, the cartoon? I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of like the <laughs> yes. old classic one. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Some of the old ones. Yeah. Any more of villain Gary? Oh, uh, Gary Oak. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was a jerk. Okay. Right. He didn't directly fought Ash. Explain explain us. That I think this is after my time. Well, he's okay. uh, it's uh he's Ash's original rival. So Ash Ketchum is, you know, the main protagonist in okay. the early Pokemon stuff. And and Professor Oak is the one who's like the expert that teaches Ash everything. And Professor Oak has is is Gary his nephew? Yeah, I think he's his nephew. I think he's Professor Oak's nephew, Gary Oak. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he sets out into the world at the same time as Ash, but like does everything well. Like, like everybody mm-hmm. loves Gary and Gary's yes. got like a, like a cheering squad that follows him around. Yeah. Yeah. So like whenever he pops <laughs> yeah. out, like there's people mm-hmm. that just cheer for him. Yes. Uh, that's his gimmick. Yeah. It is funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's hilarious. So he's not one of the team rocket. No, no. he's not team no. rocket. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. He's just somebody who's better. <laughs> yeah, knows he's it. just better than Ash at everything. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I've met that person. I've had that <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> and he always inadvertently rubs it in Ash's face. Mm. Yes. Every time. Yes. Uh, Every time. And then he's no longer on it. Like he just disappears. I mean, I think they've changed. They've just changed generations over the time. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. They just Which go is- from bring in different casts of characters all the time. I thought it was yeah. one of those things where the, he and Ash go into the woods and only one of them comes out. <laughs> it, it'd be Gary. Right. Gary would win. Right. Yeah. It can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> Gary come out with Pikachu. No. Yeah. Do, <laughs> Just saying. Are those characters, like, do those characters grow up? I, I couldn't tell you. I'm curious. No, not really. Not really? Okay. <laughs> I don't think so, no. It is weird that they send okay. like a, that they send a child. I wasn't sure if we were seeing like adult Ash, <laughs> like adult Ash at this point. Like it's been on so yeah. long, like you know, like like Degrassi. No, no, they they just send a twelve year old out into the world by himself. Yeah. And we're like, here, just go. Okay. You're a man now. Yeah, go be <laughs> just the very go live best. Your life. Like twelve yeah. year old boy. Like he's a spark. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Versus, because yes. they send him out to fight. So yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's Travel hilarious. Travel the world of cockfight, kid. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I, thinking back to uh, jerk females, I, I have thought of one. It is coming from kind of left field, mm. and it's because I watched the uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion yesterday <laughs> for Halloween. Okay. And that is Miss Piggy. Okay. Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Miss Piggy Perfect. is the likable jerk in that situation. Mm. Right. Yeah, in everything she does. She will throw down at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. 
No, Miss Piggy's a great yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No problem starting it. Although I did, I always felt like growing up, I'm like, man, Kerbin, so wrong for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're so nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we're doing ensemble people, mm-hmm. the 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 cast of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah, it. Okay. Thank you. I knew yeah, you were going to bring them up. I was yeah. waiting for this one. Yep. Yeah, they're all. You're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they all they are all the worst. Uh, there's no nice person among mm-hmm. them. Just varying degrees of yep. jerks. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. amazingly bad people. I wasn't sure if you were saving them for the end. I really wasn't, but I was like, he's got to bring up Always Sunny, right? He's got to bring up Always yeah, Sunny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the original Colonel like idea for that show had to be like, what if everyone's that character? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what yeah. if everyone's the likable jerk? Yeah. Well, they right. do a whole show full of them, not just yeah. one, but everyone. Right. Yeah. I was curious to see like who, who, who was going to get it from that show from right. you. I'm like, I'm like, cause I didn't narrow it down. It's all of them. <laughs> right. I actually haven't watched a whole lot of it. Yeah. And surprisingly, how, how many years has that thing been on now? So, so many. I think it's the 13th season, if not 14. No, it's more than that. Well, I mean, if they went consistently, it would be more than that. I don't know if they took time off. No, they definitely took time off a number of years sometimes. Because I think it premiered in 2006. Yeah. If I'm right. Sometime back then. No, it's been out for a while. They've skipped years. Yeah. But I've not seen a whole lot Mm. of it. I, I know enough that I know the characters and I know the situation. Um, do they all do they get come up and along the way? Like, do their oh, yeah. <laughs> does it backfire in them in different turns? Yeah, oh, none of their plans come to fruition. There's just the okay. green parts of uh, uh, a failure. It's just insane, or, or worse, they turn their uh, powers of jerkness upon them upon themselves more often. Than <laughs> right, that, right. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Seinfeld is a little bit along the same lines, although although not as overt. Right. But they're all jerks too, yeah. and yeah. and they get mild comeuppance along the way, but nothing sticks. And I think that's one of the as 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 disappointing as the finale is. I think like that's the point of it, though. It's like that finally they get something that sticks, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And like you know, and that's kind of the 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 finale is kind of a one joke thing for that, yeah, in that way, um. In addition to just being like a celebration of like all the side characters and guest stars and stuff that they all bring back. But yeah, that's kind of there. There, I think I think that that it's always sunny is like that and just just turned up to 11. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you'll indulge me saying. Yeah. <laughs> 14 seasons. Yeah. Uh, I just looked up. Good so 14 God. seasons premiered like- in August of 2005. So they have yeah, yeah. gap years <laughs> yeah, in there to get to 14. But man, that's been on. They're not aging. A long time. <laughs> They're not aging either. No, it's hitting me. They're not aging except the one. Except the one's getting buff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's been working yeah. out. Yes. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Danny DeVito's been perpetually old this whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I I gotta get Detective Bullock thrown out there. Oh, oh sure. yeah, yeah. 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 I I love Detective Bullock. I love it, and this is an interesting one because I think. Just describing it, but that is a uh, Batman side character premiered in what Batman yep. the animated series was he original? No, he he was he first appeared in the seventies in the comics in like a Man Bat issue. I forget what uh, number okay. it is. Um, 
you know, but uh, I, I ended up buying it like in the 90s, pr- pretty cheap. So I don't know that the character has was like has really like taken off at that mm-hmm. point. But I'm not alone. I mean, like he's a popular character yeah, yeah. now um, and and a weird kind of phenomenon that's happened. I think I think as people started writing him as a fan favorite, I think I've started to like him less. Uh, right. I think that there, I think that there was kind of like, like a Jonas Equa that was happening there when he was just sort of like a foil. Right. And I think once people started to started trying to make him heroic, but like in his way, there's something about it. I, I'm just like, there's just a, too much of a good thing. The secret sauce isn't here yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that just me? What do you guys think? No, it happens to a lot of characters that I like that come out as a supporting role but when they push him into the limelight it sort of waters down the mystique of the character i like like mm-hmm. the less is more aspect mm-hmm. of it yeah and they can't they can't accurately replicate like the the magic there was yeah there's just a little bit of like when you start writing him so heroic it's like i don't get why he's in the mess he's in i'm like he appears to be there's a thing in the batman universe where i think if like if if fans like you they write you from starting at batman and down to alfred and everybody else like you're not bad at anything Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's kind of not the character like i mean he is a good cop air quote Mm -hmm. like you know like he can do the work (laughs) right right. he can do the work right but um you know he's not supposed to be you know angelic He's not supposed to be super cop. You know what I mean? He's not supposed right? right. Like he, you know, he's a drunk. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's, he's self-destructive. He's, you know, which is the other thing. I mean, that is part of it. But I, th- but I do think also that like, they start to go like so heavy into that, that it's like, I don't believe that he's upright anymore. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I looked so, it up, Zach. They're saying that he appeared in his first appearance technically is uh, Batman 361 from 83. But okay. Oh, it's later than but I thought. They said that you know mm-hmm. uh, fans began to point out the fact that there's a Lieutenant Bullock who appeared in three panels of Detective Comics 441 from 1974, r- written by mm-hmm. Archie Goodwin and penciled by Howard Chaykin. So it's one of those things where I don't know if they retroactively decided that's his first appearance. Mm-hmm. So, okay, could yeah. be. That, that could be it. That's. I mean, I think that sounds familiar. I think that was the Man Bat issue, and he was. In that issue, he's not like a good cop. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like used cars man, like you know, used car right. salesman e, like you know well, what I mean. He's always, um, I mean, he's yeah. always kind of portrayed as like, yeah, he's a cop and he can get the job done, but he's also kind of portrayed as if he needs to be, he'll skirt the law, <laughs> which I always liked about mm-hmm. him. And the fact that he yeah. doesn't, necessarily, you know, he's always got to, you know, ah, the bat. I don't like the bat, you know, that whole thing. That we yeah. got to get this done on our own. We don't really need to rely on Batman. Which I kind of like the the whole um, that self reliant aspect of his character, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's a good choice. He's a good jerk. <laughs> Love that bullet for bullet episode though, <laughs> sure. Batman the Animated Series, <laughs> yeah. which which I which I do, which I do, I mean I will say this, Clifton, since you brought up Batman the Animated Series, I mean like that's the one that did it, right. unsurprisingly. Yeah. Like that's that's how I fell in love with the mm-hmm. character was like whatever it was like as I said like that that you know sweet spot like they nailed it on that show mm-hmm. um you know with not a whole lot of appearances either i'll, yeah. be, I'll be perfectly honest yeah, I mean, he's um, definitely a fan favorite for his for his few appearances he had yep so 
All right, so so let's start. I want to give us just enough time to, to all hit our favorite, our absolute like number one picks. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any topic ideas for us, send them our way on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. Everyone's absolute favorite jerk <laughs> from pop culture. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little torn. I was going to say, okay, my number one pick has to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. What? He's a scoundrel. <laughs> All right. He's a dead up scoundrel. Um, okay. Not to say that, mm-hmm. not to say that he doesn't have a, a, a noble pursuit of finding what's un, uh, uncovering what's lost. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he is a jerk. Okay. And how he treats his love mm-hmm. interests. Um, just, how he fights you know mm-hmm. it's 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 not dishonorable anywhere else except of his pursuit of finding what's lost you know i'm mm-hmm. not saying that he's insulted mm-hmm. but doesn't care about too much you know only a, he probably name on his hand how many things he actually sincerely cares about you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but i mean he's not guy gift yeah. level of no care. you're not wrong there but, but he is likable you, you can't help but like mm-hmm. him in root form but he's mm-hmm. a jerk yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I'll say Indiana Jones. Okay. Okay. I could see. Yeah, it. I mean, I think I mean kind of kind of the point of the of a lot of the movies is is him you know, coming to care about a relationship that was soiled. Yeah. You know, like Marion mm-hmm. and his dad. And his dad. Like those come to mind yeah. and and when you ask like like who does he really care about? I mean, you're right. I am thinking about it. I'm like I would I Marcus Brody Brody's kind of like the one the one like the one constant mm-hmm. I think and um Sala yeah 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 I would say I mean and and there there is there is I don't want to say a transactional aspect to their relationship but a little bit it's a little bit but a little bit with yeah, all, but you're gonna yeah. have fun you might die <laughs> but you're gonna have fun <laughs> you know yeah right yeah. right he'll tell you he'll show you the time of your life mm. I can see that okay yeah sure. Like, if you help, um, begin at Temple of Doom, dude was ride or die too, but he wasn't lucky like Sala. <laughs> he took he yeah. had the poison that could have easily been That's his right. friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Very true. Not Shorty, the other guy. Right. The guy with the, yeah, with yeah, the drink exactly. tray. Right? They get shot. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Shorty went into a, 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 what, a, a child worker camp? I mean, even for a moment. <laughs> but, you know, hanging out with, uh, mm. with Indy <laughs> almost gets him on that for the rest of his life he needs to come back <laughs> yeah i know that they're filming five right yeah, now yeah. they need they need they need to do something they need to do something with shorty as far as like they they've stu- they've stayed in contact that resolution <laughs> right. you know Just, what i mean that they're still close right. in some way i mean like they, they just they they i mean that's one of those things that the people would would you know cheer yeah. for unquestionably yeah, you just want to know he didn't die that's basically what, what everyone feels mm-hmm. yeah of course of course, yeah, like short rounds, one of his contacts that pops up like Sala. Yeah, but why, why yeah. would he? Since Indy's such a jerk. <laughs> no, people keep coming back. He's lovable, but he's a jerk. <laughs> right. He's just lovable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Frank, who's yours? Oh, this one's easy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Louis De Palma. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. This is the second Danny DeVito appearance on this list. You didn't yeah. disappoint, yeah. Frank. Of course yes. not. Okay, he comes up finally. He's my he's my North Star. He's my gold standard of jerks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's he's it's visceral. not, you know, you can't you can't do much better than Louis De Palma when when it comes to like he's no. our a hole. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those where he's he's you know if you're unfamiliar with Taxi, uh, Louis the guy that runs the the Sunshine. He's the the manager kind of like the Sunshine Cab Company. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that even though he's um, small of stature, he's sits like above everyone else in the cage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. a long times it's just him, but sometimes it's Jeff. Jeff is a guy that's there with him. Um, yeah, yeah, the cab drivers give him a bunch of you know polar opposite too because Jeff is great. Oh, Jeff is terrific. I love Jeff, but <laughs> yeah, Jeff is awesome. Yeah. But man, Louis, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you see Louis, you know, torment the cab drivers, and the cab drivers give it back to him. And in some episodes they have to work together, and then there's some episodes where mm-hmm. Louis is clearly the bad guy. That's you know of the you know the, their local bad guy that they have to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, I just love that guy so much as Louis Dupont. I think that uh, that Danny DeVito is so so good. In everything, in every episode, like there's very little episode. I can't, there's so many episodes of Taxi that I love in general, but the ones with Louis getting to be, we get to see a different side of Louis, whether it's the one where Louis, ha- you know, gets a date with Elaine or the one where Louis's dating. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite ones that shows just how awful he is. He has this really attractive woman he's going out with, but the only reason is she's going out with him is because he can get her drugs, which is just, <laughs> it's so typical of his character. Just to be that mm-hmm. awful. There's one where he's like he's dating a blind woman that he's afraid that she, she might be able to restore her sight, but doesn't want her to restore her sight because if she sees him, <laughs> she won't want to yep. stick with him. Yeah. Which is great <laughs> right, too, because yeah, right. you know it's like she could see Louis, and he's like, I know, but she may not want to be with me after that. Yeah, so right. Louis is a sleazeball, you know. Yeah. Oh, he's such a good sleazeball. Yeah, he though. is. Oh, he's, he's he's such a dirtbag. Yeah. Dirt yeah. Bag. And there's and, and there's so many times where he like he just revels in the fact that he is like he's that dog that just rolls around mm-hmm. in his own stink and he's yeah. happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> and other times where he has moments of like oh, I could be a better person, but why? <laughs> you know that kind of yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Louis, like I said, Louis, my gold standard. I, I love that character and I love DeVito's performance and portrayal of him so, so much. So that's my number one. All right. Yeah. He's a good one. Yeah. He's a great one. All right, Clifton. Uh, so I got a number one, but first I am going to bring up one oh. I thought of. It's another woman because Ooh. we need more women on this list. <laughs> so I will jump in here. Okay. And that is Jessica Jones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. From, okay, from that's the really comic book one. Alias, mm-hmm. created by uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and who's mm-hmm. her other credited creator? G- Michael Gatos. Yeah, that's right. I think for Alias, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, from the Netflix series Jessica Jones, uh, mm-hmm. played by Kristen Ritter, and mm-hmm. uh, who is fantastic, played beautifully by Kristen fantastic Ritter, in think, the yeah. role. <laughs> But yeah, like that's mm-hmm. that's it. I'm like, she is a jerk to everyone. She tries to push away everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. and still she's likable. She's likable to watch. Mm-hmm. Like you can see why people keep trying to fight their way back in, like Trish, mm-hmm. who who yeah. don't let her mm-hmm. push them out until, you know, certain points. But uh yep. you you can totally get that. Like you can tell her, you can see where it comes from in her, like where her lashing out comes from and uh, she's just a great character, but yeah, she definitely fits that, that likable mm. jerk mold. Yeah. Yep. It's so good in the show too, because I like, there's, there is a little bit of a Kermit Miss Piggy thing <laughs> reversed with her and Luke Cage. There's a little <laughs> bit of like, like, like you don't deserve Luke. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you really don't. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a saint yeah. and like, you know, what I mean? yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. 
So that was the one I thought of now. But the one I was thinking of before is Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ferris Bueller is a jerk. 100%. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. From like in the movie, it puts us in his shoes. And you're like, this is great. Living mm-hmm. this life is great. But if you ever look at that movie from the outside, from any other character, you're like, this guy is horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his sister, like becomes so sympathetic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then, then it drives her crazier and crazier as the movie goes on. Uh, right. His sister Jean, or what is that his sister's mm-hmm. name? It's Jean, right? Jeannie. Jeannie. Jean, yeah. yeah. And then I think it's Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shauna. Jean. Shauna. But from anybody else's point of view, yeah, like yes. this guy is a jerk. He's still likable. Like you love watching mm-hmm. him. But once you look at it from a slightly different angle, like you start to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like conning his way into restaurants and like causing fights in his wake because they're yeah. like, no, that was my reservation. Mm-hmm. Like he's just causing trouble everywhere he goes. Yeah. They're borrowing his best friend's dad's car. They, <laughs> yep. they totally, Borrow. you know, that whole way. <laughs> yeah. Stole it. I know. Stole it. I know. And got yeah. his friend to do it while he was sick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I almost had him on my list and I kept going back and forth about this because there are redeemable ideas or redeemable motivations sometimes, but then, but then it's like contradicted somewhere (laughs) where I'm like, there, there is a little bit, there is a little bit. I think when he says, I wanted my friend Cameron to have a nice day. Yeah. You know, and like, and I do believe him in that. I do believe him in that. Right. Like I think, there's an innocence to that movie of like, you know, take the day off. I'm going to hang out with my best friend and my girlfriend. And I'm like, and I love it for that. But it's also like, yeah, but all that stuff about like, I'm taking the car mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm stressing you out right. at every turn of the mm-hmm. day. And like, he'll keep calling. You know? He'll keep calling. He'll keep calling. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, it's just, the, I mean, yeah. it's just, yes, he's his best friend. And we don't really see it so much with Simone because I don't think he can, he, he can pull it off as well. But Sloan. the manipulation mm. of, but oh, sorry, Sloan, Sloan, sorry, but Sloan, Sloan yeah. Peterson, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rudy, oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, but the, but the bit with the the fact that he's so easily you know able to to manipulate Cameron, yeah, is one of those is one is that definitely where I'm always like, oh, that guy's supposed to be like, this is your best friend, and yes, and yes, yeah. it's 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 supposed to be one well, pushing him out of his comfort zone, but it's not like you're pushing him out of his comfort zone for him. Yeah. Yeah. No you consent. Know, I mean, no consent. Yeah. I mean, you're straight. You're straight pushing him in a, into a confrontation with his father. That's going to be. That could be potentially awful. <laughs> life threatening. Yeah. Maybe even life threatening. Right. Yes. No. He, yes. He does. He benefits from a lot of it. Yeah. No. I. I agree. And and no. None of you guys are wrong. I mean, I think right. And it, it is. It, he's a good character for that reason. I think to me because there is a moment when he. Let me ask you this. Um, when he says, Cameron, I'll, like, I'll take it. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. Right. He hates me anyway. Right. Do you guys, do you guys believe that he's like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to take the bullet for you. Do you believe that that's an honest, uh, that's an honest request? No, no. Because we need to do a spotlight on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's not even that if he truly felt that way, he wouldn't have taken the car to begin with. Yes. It's just, yes. it's only mm-hmm. then that he makes the realization because it's a situation that is reeled out of control that he didn't uh, plan for. 
But dude, right. that's the whole mm-hmm. thing that Cameron was saying. What if you scratch it? What if you do this? That's the whole mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They couldn't yeah, rent a car? There's no, yeah. Yeah there, <laughs> yeah. There is no, yeah. there is no pretending to like go to the other side of the building and call for Abe Froman, the Saucers King of Chicago, <laughs> to get out of what right. they've done to the car. Yes. <laughs> there's none of that. There's no, yeah. there's no, you know, there's no story going around about, about Ferris being, you know, sick at 31 flavors, you know, that's going mm. to get him out of the situation with the car. The car is like, <laughs> it's like, like you said, Zach, it's the, the, like kind of like the point of no return where he can't mm. really get it. He can't Ferris Bueller his way out of this. There's no, no. way. Right. And, and I just thought of another quick example, right? Because he's head over, he's head over heels for, for Sloan, right? Of mm-hmm. course. Right. Love Sloan. Yeah. We, bo- yeah. we, we all buy that, right? Yes. But when he's running home and he's running through that backyard and that late and that girl's tanning <laughs> out in the backyard, he turns hey. back around. Hey, I'm Ferris Bueller. What's good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Good pick. God, yes. Yeah. We need to do a spotlight on this. <laughs> I think, I think all, I think each of us can do like a one man show, uh, you know, of this right. movie. I've seen, like, oh, we've yeah. seen this so oh, many times. I've seen it so many times. Uh, all right. Chicka chicka. All right, my number one. <laughs> I think he's a favorite by everybody. Daffy Duck. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Undeniable. Huge jerk. Hmm. <laughs> right? Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Yes, entitled? Very entitled. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. A villain of every cartoon. Yep. Uh, uh, um,. How he treats pork. How else can I describe him? <laughs> Egomaniac. Yes. Right? Uh hot tempered, vindictive, like <laughs> you know, greedy. The losers mm-hmm. of grand here. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. And yet, my favorite Looney Tunes character. Love okay. him. Love him, love him, love him. <laughs> yeah, Daffy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of the other guy. It's that temper. It's yeah. sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really <laughs> thought that you guys would have more to say about him. I really did. Honestly, nah, <laughs> there was a little bit of just like lobbing that ball up and just like, All right. right. <laughs> He's not the character I was going to go with from the tunes, but interesting. We'll have to save it for another show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll keep it as a mystery. Yes. That's why I was like, <laughs> okay, eh, yes, we'll save it for what? another show. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So we'll close out. That's uh, those are jerks. Those are a holes. Some of our favorite ones <laughs> yes. from all of pop culture. Um, as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmeknowhowitis.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Have a good one.